Hello and welcome to a very special episode of uh, Archive Panic. I'm your host, Jacob Russell. And I'm Ben Nevin. And in the words of Metallica, it's the day that will never come. We're doing a ranking episode on John Carpenter. We have finally finished watching all of his movies, bar yes. one. <laughs> actually, well, that, bar one for you. Well, is that, well, is I that, watched Elvis. Well, there is actually a few that we missed, but they're all TV movies, so who gives a fuck? Ah, fuck but, them. Uh, but yeah, all of his theatrically released movies. Bar one. Someone's watching me wasn't theatrical release. Oh, okay, fair enough. But yeah, so we watched uh, this. this We watched twenty movies. That gave me an existential crisis when I fucking thought about that the other night. Yeah. Yes, twenty movies. I had a good time watching most of them, uh, but I'm excited to move on to other shit now. So very much the same. (laughs) Yes. So we're going to be going through our rankings from bottom to the top. So all twenty movies. We will be putting in various different places from 20 all the way up to our number one favourite. These are not based on any kind of objective. There's no objectivity here. This is purely based on which movies that we each enjoyed watching the most. Those yeah. could be for a variety of factors. It could just be how much fun we had when we were watching it. Did we laugh a lot at it? Were we entertained by it? Do we have a lot of nostalgia attached to any particular movie? It's purely personal. So basically what I'm saying is, don't be a dick. Yeah. Any yeah. ranking video video or podcast, you always look at people interacting with it and there's always one dick. It's just like, oh, I can't believe you put this film here. It's objectively shit. No, fuck you. Fuck being objective. Art is entirely subjective with the exception of my number 20 pick, which is objectively shit. Yeah, so- I'm going I'm I'm to guess. I'm going to guess what your number 20 pick is. We'll move on. <laughs> Shall we start? Shall yeah, we go yeah, for it? Yeah. I think everyone watching or, sorry, listening to this can guess what my number 20 is. Is it Ghosts of Mars? No. Oh, fuck, mine is. <laughs> My number 20 pick was Memoirs of an Invisible Man. I fucking hated every second of that movie. That's fair, that's fair. I just, it's such a... We won't justify, we won't go deep into every single pick, otherwise this episode will end up being like four hours long. It's a fucking boring movie. It's, yeah, like, it's the worst thing a film can be. It's fucking boring. I mm-hmm. don't give a sh- I lost interest in numerous points. I had to watch it in fucking step. I had to watch it in stages so I didn't fall asleep. Yeah, and you always watch these movies twice. I, I, yes, I watch every single movie that we watch. I watch twice. The takeaway, I watch them one and a half times because sometimes I'm here when you're still watching them. So, you know. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> you're still here when I'm going through them. I watch it once just to experience the movie as is when I'm not like writing down notes or anything like that I then watch it a second time to take notes mm-hmm. and like roughly sum up like the plot and what's going on as well as write down a couple of jokes here and there that I think of mm-hmm. the first time around having to watch that fucking movie twice I'm surprised you even watched it twice I thought you would it's just... tantamount to fucking torture <laughs> show this in Guantanamo Bay eh? Pretty much, I. <laughs> you would get so many. You would get all Stay of the in. secrets instantly. Just sit them in a room with this fucking film. I guarantee you, by the time that Chevy Chase does brownface, you will have every single fucking secret known to mankind. Yeah, don't blast drowning pool and deicide at them. Just put this movie on at an unbearable yeah. volume. Yeah, <laughs> fuck that. Do a Clockwork Orange, but with this movie. Yeah. But no, my number twenty is. Uh, I can understand why your number twenty is memoirs, but my number twenty is Ghosts of Mars. Cause See, that, that surprised me because we had a lot of fun talking about this movie. Yeah, I had a lot of fun talking about it, but I didn't have a lot of fun fucking watching it. It was, <laughs> it was fucking shite. And like, I like to watch these movies. You know, I I usually watch them once, uh, um, just because that's just how I roll. But like, yeah, fair uh, enough. Yeah, no, and understandable. I, and I usually like to watch them with a with a drink, a very strong drink or several, and. Uh, 
It didn't help. <laughs> it did not help. It did not make it any better. Uh, there's aspects to it which I thought were okay, but it doesn't amount to anything, re- you know, uh, resembling a good movie. Yeah, it has. It has a lot of problems that are very similar to the problems that are present in memoirs, and that there are hints of a good movie there, mm-hmm. but they just they abandon those for the most stupid fucking shit. And you could like, say you that could, you could say that hints of a good movie is there for uh, a lot of the lower tiered ones. Yeah, yeah, you can see how this would you can understand why this got past like the pre-production stage. You mm-hmm. can understand why this is a film that got made. But you what I can't understand is how it got distributed <laughs> distributed. Yeah. Like cuz it's so fucking bad. And yeah, Ghost of Mars fuck that movie. Although personally, I could see myself watching Ghost of Mars again. Just, just for like in, in like a B movie like context mm. of like a parody of like having a bunch of friends around to like take the piss out of the movie, I would not subject anyone to memoirs of Invisible Man. Mm. Not even in that context. What's uh what's your number nineteen? The Ward. Same. <laughs> Same Consi- considering we just covered the Ward, I feel like we can kinda skip over this one. Yeah, just listen to that. But like <laughs> a lot of the a lot of the points I made about memoirs go forward for the for the ward as well. Just just terrible editing, boring as fuck plot points. The writing is mm-hmm. uh, fucking baffling at times. It kind of the annoy the most annoying part of it for me is the twist at the end um. because it feels like they're just trying to justify the shitty characters that they put forward, and it it's really annoying because the twist kind of does justify a lot of the more stupid choices in this movie, but not enough. But it's also there's no like groundwork laid to make it like if you watch like a film that does a similar twist to this but much better like Shutter Island when you watch that film for a second time you can see the little hints being Mm -hmm. like put forward throughout it right when I watched this for the second time to take my notes even after having knowing what was coming there was none of that no no. there was nothing even coming close to suggest that this was going to happen later on down the line no. Uh, my number 18 is Memoirs Invisible Man. My number 18 was Ghost of Mars. See, I'd absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So we basically just swapped to those, yeah. those two. Yeah. Uh, I'm interesting, what is it that makes Go- Ghost of Mars worse than Invisible Man to you, and what makes Invisible Man a bit more bearable? So I actually kind of like Chevy Chase. Not as a person, but as Oh, like, yeah, as a person, he can yeah, fucking do as, one, but as, he is a good comedic uh, actor. I, I, I quite like him. There's little bits here and there of this movie that I like quite a lot, like when uh, you know it's first revealed that he is invisible and you see the buildings all fucked. You know, yeah, and, that uh, effect is cool. Yeah, um, and you know I just kind of it, it's 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 a little bit different than what John Carpenter was doing at that point. So I like to see. True. True. So I like seeing like uh, what he could potentially do. <laughs> yeah. If he didn't get fucked over so many times during the production, so. I uh, uh, see that to me. I get where you're coming from, but mm. to me, like the big, the good parts of that film make the worst parts even worse. Mm-hmm. Which is why it's like so. It becomes much more of a frustrating and, watch. Uh, when you mentioned Brownface, uh, <laughs> it's, it's it's an aspect of it where I would you know watch and be like, "What the fuck am I watching?" Not in like a sort of horrible way, but kind of like funny. Like what the fuck? Yeah, it is like this? it goes. <laughs> it, it almost wraps back around. It's like it's that Bill Burr quote of like, you know, when something is just so terrible and so wrong, it wraps back around again to being funny. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's <laughs> close to that, but for me, it's not close enough. Yeah, because it's fucking because one, it's in the context in which it happens. He's literally driving a fucking taxi. Two, he's already invisible. 
Also, an old woman gets knocked to the ground, which is fucking hilarious. That is hilarious. He's already <laughs> invisible, so there's no need for disguises at this point. He no. could just be in the taxi wearing anything, mm-hmm. and it would be fine. It just feels like a horribly egregious, like, why the fuck is this even in the movie? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, there's yeah. no good reason for that to happen. Uh, my but, 17, yes. 17 mm-hmm. Village of the Damned. Shit, same. Yeah, this movie is yeah. just a fucking... It's just boring. Yeah. It's just nothing really happens in it. Uh, it feels like a highlight reel of a movie. Yeah, it's like the pace is all over the fucking place. Like it goes between being slow as fuck, and then like the next scene will blow through like ten years of character development, and then the next scene is slow as fuck, mm-hmm. and then like it keeps doing that kind of like stop start stop start kind of storytelling. Yeah, and yeah, can't really say much more of it other than that. The kids, the kid actors are pretty good at being creepy. Well, one of them is. Yeah, Christopher Reeve's great. <laughs> And one of the kids is just posh as fuck, it sounds like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 16, I have uh, body bags. Wow! Mm-hmm. I put vampires for number 16. Well, my number 15 is vampires. My number 16 was vampires. I I rate body bags much higher than you. No, I only put this here because, one, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of uh, anthology movies, and that second That's se- fair. And that second segment was fucking shite. Yeah, no, hair is so fucking bad that, like, if it wasn't for hair being in this movie, I could see this kind of, maybe not breaking the top ten, but getting close to it. Same. But, like, that drags it down so much. Mm -hmm. But, Mark Hamill's very good. Mark Hamill is fantastic in his his role. In his segment, um, which is a segment after hair, I can't remember, the eye. Yeah. But, no, body bags is not something. I put vampires here. Because it is, like, I could see myself, like, Vampires is a film I don't think I will ever re-watch unless I'm at someone else's house and it happens to be playing. See, but I, I have Vampires at 15. Um, right. I would probably, I would probably watch it again. <laughs> see, I just, I, I, I couldn't bring myself to do it. I had a, I had a better than expected time watching it. Yeah, see, but just because it's better than you expected doesn't necessarily mean it's good. No, that's what we were saying at the start when we were doing this ranking anyway. It's not... Oh, no, it's, it's, it's about how good yeah. a time you had, yeah. Uh, vampires, it's not a good movie, but I had fun. Yeah, <laughs> see, I, I really didn't. I, I was bogged down by how much, like, exposition there was. Mm. Like, and when there was fun dialogue, it just boils down to, isn't James Woods a filthy bastard? Like, that's like I mean, I basically bit, it. I think I had a better time with vampires, because it was right after Village of the Damned. Yeah, and, when you're when you're coming off of something and, like that. Well, Escape from LA was after Village of the Damned, but you know, it was in a run of movies that was kind of subpar. Yeah, so but, when we get like that slight hint of, you know, Carpenter on form again. What's, uh, what's your 15? Escape from LA. <laughs> I just, I couldn't, like, the bits that were enjoyable in Escape from LA are good, but they're done so much better in Escape from New York that I couldn't help but compare it to that. And because of that, I just had a bad time overall watching this movie. Then, of course, there's the, obviously, the blatant uh, transphobia with having uh, fucking Hershey's character consistently dead named, as well as having her voice literally be, like, a pitch down I, I think it's overdubbed by someone else as well I don't even think it's Pam Greer's voice no I think it's pitched down is it just Pam Greer's voice pitched down because yeah. it didn't sound a thing like her I think it's just pitched down right okay but fuck me man that, <laughs> my list is going to be really fucking weird but that movie <laughs> man it's yeah I 
again, I can't see myself ever watching this. Maybe if it's like on TV in like a hotel room and there's fuck mm. all else to watch, mm. or like if I see it like I'm on a plane and for some reason it's playing, I would watch it. Mm-hmm. But outside of those two very limited examples, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm not, I'm not touching that shit again. Well, okay. Well, my fourteen, Dark Star, because it's an, it's amusing, but it's very rough around the edges. Um, I find I like Dan O'Bannon as a writer, as an actor, not so much. Fair enough, yeah. Uh, to be fair, this is like a student movie. A lot of these people weren't professional actors. Oh no, not from not so, at all. You know, a lot of these, like basically everyone involved in this movie was not a professional at the time it was made. Yeah. It's uh, a student it's, movie. It's, it's very kitschy, which is fine. You know, yeah, deal yeah. With it. It's it's amusing to watch just because you know it's very seventies. It's very it's very cheap. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you can see where. You know, it's the aliens are fucking beach ball. Yeah, it's a beach know. ball with legs. It's uh, amusing. It's amusing to watch at how cheap it is and uh, how you know. I wouldn't say bad, but how. Yeah, no, no, I would, I would agree with that. Yeah. It's yeah. I, I, I know you liked it a lot more, but this is so. This is number fourteen. We're talking yeah, about yeah. 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 Uh, my number fourteen was Body Bags. Okay. Which I rated a little bit higher from yourself because I feel like that, like the first segment is good. It's a good opener. Mm-hmm. The third segment is fucking incredible. I love it to bits, yeah, especially no. Mark Hamill's performance. Like those, as well as like John Carpenter in the wraparound, is clearly having the time of his fucking life. Yeah, should have mentioned like, that as well. He's... That is just so much. That all is so much fun to watch that I can not necessarily completely forgive, but at the very least, another slightly reason, overlook. Another reason, another hair and should, how bad it is. One thing we should mention though. Um, at least for me, why I put uh, body bags lower than you. Yeah. Uh, Carpenter did the first two segments, and one of them is the and the second segment is the worst one. Yes. Right. Toby Hooper did the final segment with Mark Hamill. True. True. So, so yeah. in terms of ranking and Carpenter's work, you need to take so just wanted, his segments. Okay. No, I, I feel uh, that that's part of the problem with including an anthology movie, though. Do you just by take more than one person? You know? Yeah. Do you just t- do you take the film overall, which is what I done, mm-hmm. or do you just consider the parts of the director that we're talking I mean, about, we, which is what you done? The good bit that you did the uh, the the first segment with uh, the first segment's great with uh, David Carradine was really fucking good. Really so, fucking good. Yeah, and you know it's packed with. Uh, the film overall is packed with uh, cameos. Like we see, uh, like of Greg Nicotero turns up in hair. Sam Raimi's. Uh, Sam Raimi's the Sam Raimi plays a dead body in uh, mm-hmm. in the gas station. I can't remember what that one's called. I think it is just gas station. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, uh, and we see Wes Craven turn up in the gas station one as well. Being a creepy bastard. Yeah. Being a creepy wee cunt. Yeah, aye. Fourteen. Dark but yeah. Star, you body bags. Yeah. Body bags. Yeah. Thirteen. This is gonna fuck some people up. Go on. Halloween. Oh no! <laughs> my next three might fuck people up. Actually, uh, my oh, number thirteen was the fog. Really? Yeah, I again, it's that thing of I really like the movie. Mm. I think it's fucking great. Would I rush to watch it again though? Like, nah, one was enough. It like, is. I will admit, my I have the fog really high on my list, but uh, I I, mm. I will admit the fog does have some rough patches here and there. Yeah, and it is like while it is a fine move, well, not fine move, better than fine. It's oh. really good. Like this is for me, all of the film from number thirteen onwards, putting these in order was really fucking difficult. Mm-hmm. And this order will like depending on the day you ask me, this order will change significantly. Oh. But from like from number thirteen onwards, we're basically into like 
classic territory mm-hmm. for a lot of the films here. Like, but and the fog is no exception in that. And while it is, yeah, it's one of his best works. A lot of people would say it just didn't resonate with me in the same way that other films that we'll talk about later yeah. did. And as much as I do enjoy it, and I like the the good bits are really fucking good. It just it's a bit too uh, meandering for me. Yeah, you can tell. All and of its the pace was reshot and yeah, yeah. And, but yeah, I, I I before any of you call me a contrarian bastard, right? For putting Halloween at number thirteen. Yeah, right? why is your Halloween outside of the top ten? <laughs> it's not that I don't like Halloween because I do. It's mm. a very good movie. I, but I've seen it too many times. Right, I've seen it a ton. I could probably go over that thing with like the back of my hand. Right. Yeah, yeah. And at the same time, it is not my favorite of those big slasher movies that everybody really likes. Right? No, 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 not no, at all. No, no. I'm. Uh, what would your favorite be? Friday the Thirteenth. Fucking called it. <laughs> And you know, because I like fucking Friday. I think they're really campy and fun as fuck. Oh yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah, Halloween takes itself way too seriously, in my opinion. No, that's that's totally understandable. Yeah, and when it comes to slasher movies, I I don't want. But see, when, but shit. see, when you're talking about like the campy nature of Friday the Thirteenth, mm-hmm. that re- that campiness really kind of only comes into effect from like part maybe part three, part four onwards. Mm-hmm. Like, see if you watch the first one. It, is, it takes itself quite fucking seriously. Yeah, but then... Like, and then it is, it is a genuine whodunit. But then and the, the second, second one, one, again, takes itself rather seriously. Yeah, it's, hard to, it's hard not to laugh when a fucking guy in a wheelchair gets tumbled down the stairs with a machete in his face. That's Isn't fucking, that part three? No, that's part two. Oh, fuck, okay, fair no, enough. No, that, that's, are, that killer's funny. Those movies are funny, right? Halloween, yeah. there's not a lot to laugh at. You know, apart, no, not at all. Unless you want to laugh at Paul Rudd being an absolute fucking creeper in part six. That's, yeah, but, but that's part six. Uh, We're talking about part one. Uh, part one, you know, it's good. I like it. In part you know. two, that kid gets run the fuck over by the police. Because mm-hmm. he's wearing a kind of similar mask. He just gets fucking decked. Where I will say I am a contrarian is that I actually think that part three is my favourite Halloween movie. Oh, no, I would, I would agree with that. I love part three. Uh-huh. So, you know, I like Halloween, but just not as much as other people. That's fair. Totally fair. So, we move on to number 12. Mm -hmm. Here I have Christine. Which I feel like is going to piss off a lot of people. Well, mine will probably anger some people as well. What was your number 12? Escape from New York. Oh, shit! Mm -hmm. Wait a minute! You haven't put Escape from LA on your list yet, have you? No. Oh, no. (laughs) How the fuck can you put... Right, we'll get to that when we get to it, right? No, I'll tell you straight up. I just I find Escape from New York. I like again with all these movies. There's aspects to it I like. I like Kurt Russell. I like Mm. the setting of it. But John Carpenter does not know how to film an action movie. I find this movie fairly boring sometimes. I like the characters. The characters are very good. But the situations again can just literally be uh, chalked up to point and shoot. Yeah, or with the exception of the. Uh, the wrestling, the wrestling yeah. match, yeah. But the and a lot of like the action can just be summed up. A lot of John Carpenter action can be summed up as the camera is placed down and he's just filming. And there's no. See, I can I very much enjoy that form I, of action. Because I like it in movies like John Wick, right? Where the action is dynamic and uh, yeah. But not in this, where they're just kind of flailing at each other. But you or, could say the same for Escape from LA, where the camera's just kind of placed down. Yeah, but Escape from LA. And you're just LA watching was, people flail at each yeah, other. Yeah, but Escape from LA was funny. 
<laughs> it's funny because of how shit it is. Uh, yeah, well, you know. yeah, fair but, enough. But why? Why is Christine so low? I wouldn't say this. To, I wouldn't necessarily say this is low because, again, almost yeah. every film from this point onwards is what I would consider to be a good film. Yeah. With maybe one exception, <laughs> but I've, that I've rated high right. just because I like it. Right. But uh, the reason why Christine is so low for me personally mm-hmm. is how fucking annoying the characters are. Like, don't get me wrong, the overall plot is great. The idea of the killer car, I like. But fuck me. I know the main character's supposed to be an asshole, but does he have to be that fucking annoying? Like, Jesus, fuck, he is hard to watch. Like, it just, it grates me. And I know it's supposed to do that. Because he's like getting possessed by the car yeah. and becoming an arsehole. But I get that that's time. kind of the point. But you can you can have an arsehole on screen who is fun to watch. Case in point, Big Trouble Little China. Mm-hmm. Fucking Jack Burton is a prick. He is also very entertaining to watch. Evil Dead 2 and 3. Ashley Williams, absolute prick. Is he fun to watch? Fuck yeah he is. Like, I, again, I could go on, but mm-hmm. I won't because I don't want this she episode to be fucking however long. She was the best arsehole in film. Go on. That is fun to watch. Go on. Spider-Man Part 3, Peter Parker. Fuck yes! Yes! <laughs> Motherfucking... <laughs> Tobey Maguire, like, yeah. Venom Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. That yeah. shit's funny. It is so fucking good, man. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to do the Marvel movies, man, when we get into, like, Spider-Man 3 and shit. That's gonna be gold. My my number 11. Go on. Escape from LA. <laughs> this is... This is very interesting. <laughs> my number 11. Uh-huh. Take a guess. Escape from New York? Yes, Escape from New York. Oh, right, well, you know. <laughs> in, the, in the same spot. <laughs> that's, I, that's very interesting. I just really fucking like Escape from LA. I, I just really fucking prefer Escape from New York. Yeah. <laughs> same, same for me, but opposite. Yeah. <laughs> I just think, I, I mean, it's a worse movie, but I just think that it's so over the top. I'm just like, I, I can't find anything to hate in this. Uh, well. Uh, <laughs> well. Well. There's some questionable things in there, but you Very. Know. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, for the most part, this movie is a good time for me. I, yeah, I, yeah, fair enough. I can understand why you would enjoy this more than New York. Fucking Max of the Stars Eddie is Max of the Stars Eddie. Eddie is great. Bruce Campbell as the Surgeon General is great. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For me, though, I feel like the world building in Escape from New York is so much better. And, like, it feels a lot more... Like, the characters are much more interesting. They're mm-hmm. not as cartoonish, but they're still, like, exaggerated enough to be like, okay, this is fucking... In- this is cool to watch. I prefer... Snake Plissken is much better in New York than he is in LA, I feel. Because in LA, at times, he feels like kind of a caricature of well, himself. Like That's another reason I like it. It feels more like a... Like a piss take. Yeah. <laughs> I just... I don't know. See, I feel like it doesn't go far enough to be a good enough piss take of Escape from from New York. I feel like if it took the step a little bit further into, like, parody, I would maybe be similar to yourself and enjoy it more. But just, like, even, like, the action... In Escape from LA, the action is very much spectacle-based. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, fuck, look at this. Isn't this, like, big and grand and... like? And while, that, yes, the action in Escape from New York is shot fairly boringly... The like when a gun is fired in this movie, it has a certain weight to it that I feel like a lot of films, like action films of its ilk, mm-hmm. don't really have. I don't. I can't really explain it beyond that. Mm-hmm. But it has like the the gunfire in this film, and as such, the action 
feels a lot more consequential than it does in, say, Escape from from LA. Like, if yeah. you were to take, like, the scene where Snake's running away from, like, the gunfire in Escape from LA, if that logic, if we put that scene and give it the logic from Escape from New York, Snape's dead, or at the very least, he's getting a bullet through the leg. Yeah. And it's hurting him and it's hampering him throughout mm. the rest of the movie. Whereas with the action in Escape from New York, it almost always has some form of consequence. Like, every action scene results in somebody yeah. getting either getting hurt... But that's what I'm saying. ...or like, a character being lost, or things of that nature. That's why I'm saying, like, it's so over the top. I feel like Escape from LA is parodying itself, but it's also parodying, like, just action movies in general. Which yeah. is where I come into it. And also, like, mm-hmm. the CG is terrible. But it's funny. Uh, terrible. But it's hilarious. Yeah, Like, yeah. that shark attacking the sub... Fucking, fucking exquisite. It looks like it looks like something at a bowling alley. It's exquisite. Yeah. <laughs> Not- but yeah, to kind of wrap it around, like whether it is pure preference, mm. whether you prefer New York or LA, mm-hmm. I just it is down to do you like like do you want to have a laugh and like have this over the top thing, or do you want to watch something that's a bit more grounded? I prefer that bit more grounded. Far. I yeah. feel like Escape from LA doesn't go far enough mm-hmm. with its parody to really come across as funny I feel like it just kind of comes across like the film doesn't really know what it's doing as opposed to genuinely attempting to like satirise and make me laugh yeah well it just depends what you want fully yeah no so when I went to the top 10 what is your number 10 they live mainly because right at the time I'm breaking my rules slightly go on at the time I didn't think much of this movie uh-huh. where I was kind of like I can see why people like it I can see why it's a cult classic it's not for me but it's remained in my fucking head yeah <laughs> it does that my, doesn't in, it in the back of my it head it fucking like, does that I'm like that's pretty good <laughs> that's a pretty good movie yeah There's some good shit in there you know so. yeah uh, my number 10 for similar reasons is someone's watching me yeah uh, uh, because I, I'll admit when I first watched it I didn't have the best of times mm-hmm. I think it's really cool it's really interesting to have a film this early in John Carpenter's career that has a really good like uh, gay or sorry lesbian representation in it mm. and that, that isn't like the character isn't a parody they aren't they even like address and kind of lampshade one of the the tropes of this idea of like the kind of the predatory gay that's like trying to turn the street it's like no fuck that no they're just pals get to fuck like they outwardly make they straight up make fun of that in the film script which I think is really fun and really yeah. cool a lot of the DNA for Halloween is in there which makes it an interesting watch to see where those ideas would evolve later on in his career mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah it just it fucking stuck with me man something about that film like just even now when I'm watching things like The Ward and stuff like that or when we get like yeah, what see, we call yeah. now the Carpenter classic jump scare I immediately think back to where I first saw these films, these sort of techniques, which was someone's watching me. Yeah, and if they live, you know, I like Roddy Piper. Roddy it's, Piper's great. It's a class act, maybe. <laughs> well, yeah. No, he's not, he's not a class act, <laughs> let's be honest. Come on, you fuck. <laughs> like, nah, he's pretty fun. He, he done some fucked up shit in his career. <laughs> pretty funny, though. But yeah. Pretty, yeah. <laughs> Again, funny because it was fucked up. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We don't condone racism, except when it's funny. Fuck you! <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, they live. It's, it's oh. a good time. It's a good... Uh, it is, yeah. I don't have too much to say about it. It's just a... Uh, I've got it a fair bit higher, but yeah. again, that's like... Yeah. I feel like nostalgia has a lot to play in how, like, mm. the films that I've ranked highly. Mm. Number nine, this might peeve a few people. Go on. Big Trouble in Little China. 
Okay. No, I can see that, yeah. It's uh, a fun movie, but it's just not my type of movie. This is this is where I might piss people off. Right. My number nine is Halloween. So above someone's again, Halloween and someone's watching me will constant have like while we've been doing this, mm-hmm. like we came up with the idea of doing a ranking to close this out fairly early on in the process, and so as a result, as we've been covering each movie, I've been kind of like coming up with the ranking in my head as we go. Right, it's only just writing it down, mm-hmm. putting numbers to it. As we have went on, Halloween and someone's watching me continually swap places in my mind as to which one is like higher Mm -hmm. and the reason that I've put Halloween slightly higher is because it's an evolution of those ideas and also without Halloween and Halloween was so integral in what we got going forward but beyond that I can't help but when I watch it but marvel at how like just how simple the start was from where yeah, we got forward yeah. and while yes many of the criticisms are 100% valid and yeah when we did it we tore out a fucking new one mm. because I have saw this film so many fucking times by now that yeah, I I cannot movies. be like it's one of those movies that I feel like kind of similar to like a song that hits number one it's just been played so many times now yeah, that I've kind of become numb to it yeah unless you and unless you're wanting to talk about Halloween in like a completely like Academical sense, yeah, you've like got, historical like, sense, really, and all that. You've got nothing else really to talk about. Yeah, Halloween. there's nothing much that happens in Halloween that isn't done better in later movies. Um, but in context, <laughs> I don't know about that. But but yeah, I mean, and, no, I don't mean later movies in the franchise. I mean in horror in general, like in like slasher horror in general. Just picked up and ran with it. I don't know. Even then, yeah, even then, we're, some but, movies might be slightly more entertaining. But like, uh, I would say Halloween still did it better. But like. Yeah, but some movies just do like weird cheesy shit. Yeah, yeah, no, fully, yeah. Yeah. But uh, there's so much in Halloween that even when I, when I watch it today, I can't help but have at the very least, but get sucked in and inevitably end up having at the very least a decent time. I'll admit when I watched it the first time, it was fairly early on in this this show's life mm-hmm. lifespan. I I wasn't at that point. I wasn't doing the two watches. The one watch for I was just watching it and taking notes at the same time. Yeah, by the same time you've seen this movie countless times, so it's like yeah, but like as a result of that, I feel like I didn't give it a fair shake. Yeah, because since then I have actually watched Halloween again since we done that episode, and that's why it's kind of so much higher in the mm-hmm. list. Uh, I feel like if I hadn't done that second watch, it would have been similar to yourself. It would have been very low because I'm just fed up with it. Mm-hmm. But genuinely taking the time to sit down, turn off the lights fucking get the you know the atmosphere just right and just watch the fucking movie it's 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 really fucking good man it's really good but yeah my my thoughts on like Big Trouble in Little China is like, your number nine yeah yeah it's one of these movies that's like I like action movies and I like comedies but rarely do I like them together you know I can understand why but uh, like but could, you, could you elaborate maybe a wee bit because like I fucking love action I've, comedy I, I, I don't know. Maybe it's just because I've seen bad ones, but like, uh, yeah. but like with action comedies, it needs to it needs to hit like a specific sort of tone for me. And this was a bit too over the top, you know. Okay, yeah. And I like, can, I do I get, get the feeling though. I I've I've only watched this movie that time we watched it for the show. Mm-hmm. So I think that if I watched it again, it might rank a bit higher. You know? Okay, that's but, fair. Um, because I did enjoy it. Yeah, but it's one of these ones I think I need a bit more time with because I because unlike a lot of people I did not grow up with Big Trouble in Little China. 
that time that's that we fair. watched it was the first time I ever saw it. Yeah, so yeah. Like, you know. That plays that plays a massive part in so many of these movies. Mm-hmm. Is like when you watch them. Because again, when we were talk, when we actually done our episode on the ward, we mentioned that I feel like if we had watched the ward when we were like, like thirteen, fourteen, mm-hmm. so I so basically when it came out, yeah, we would have fucking loved it. Same with the same with they live. Like a lot of people uh, put they live really high on carpenter ranking type stuff. Yeah, yeah. But like I, that again was the first time I'd seen that movie and I didn't place it. Well, it's number ten, so you know. But fair enough. But yeah, big trouble in little China. I get the feeling if I watched it again, I'd probably like it. So. You know, no, understandable, yeah. Uh, number eight, uh, Assault in Precinct 13. Shit, really? Fucking love this movie. <laughs> but, uh, like, but not as much as other ones. I have... My, my number eight is Starman. Yeah. Starman's good. I, I fucking love Starman, man. I think it's great. Starman, man. <laughs> Starman, man. Starman, man. Well, uh, sounds like a Pokemon with a stutter. Mm. Uh, but <laughs> Starman, man, 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 man. Anyway. Uh, okay. <laughs> No, Assault and Precinct 13 is a fucking Remix. great movie. It's a, it's a, it's a, <laughs> Precinct 13 is a fucking great movie. It's just, oh, it's fucking awesome, yeah. Uh, it's, it's like uh, some gritty shit. <laughs> I mean, the 70s is full of like some fucking... It's carp- It's the closest Carpenter gets to his full-blown Western, like fucking like the Assault in the Alamo kind of shit. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, you know? I mean, what other movie can you watch? Like a 10-year-old girl getting shot in the chest? <laughs> I mean, that's just fucking hilarious. Oh yeah, that is funny as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's supposed to be funny, but Jesus Christ, it's so funny. Cons- considering who that person actually is, it's quite funny. But uh, oh yeah, is she like a reality TV star? Yeah, she's in like uh, Real Housewives of yeah of uh, Beverly Hills or something. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> but no, I just I just like the character. She got her, she got her start getting shot in the fucking chest. Yeah, and um, I mean, with this movie, you can see where like uh, filmmakers like. Quentin Tarantino yeah would rank it highly got a lot of ideas and like where their dialogue comes from oh yeah big time big time yeah not saying that this is like you know uh, you know where everybody talks like a mile a minute and stuff but there's certain like lines and certain attitudes in it where you're just sitting there like oh fuck that yeah you can see where big time yeah yeah 100% because like especially with like our main characters Mm -hmm. they have this kind of like this swagger about them Mm -hmm. you know what I mean that's very much kind of like carefree, even though they're in this like horrible fucking situation. Like fucking Napoleon there's this element the of like, yeah, there's this element of like this almost carefree nature. Yeah. Despite what they're going through, that you know, even though they're like at death's door, they're cracking jokes, they're talking up one yeah. another, they're taking the piss. Like it's kind of like yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's for me, I'd put Starman here. Almost entirely based on the performances of Jeff Bridges and. Uh, oh, I thought you put it your like, crush. I thought uh, Karen Allen. Karen Allen. <laughs> Mum yes. Jeans. Karen Allen. Yes. Mum Jeans. Know. Extraordinaire. Point a gun at me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought I, I was. If you show me your gun, I'll show you my pistol. Just a fucking condom. Just a fucking wife front. Like, there you go. Then. Take a look at them. Not a skid mark to be found. <laughs> No, fucking impressive, uh, I know. I was, under the impression that you, I was under the impression that you play Starman uh, lower there because of the fucking baby. Oh no, no <laughs> I, I put it slightly lower than the films that follow it because, I, again, it's that, for me, one of the major points when it comes to do I like a film or not is how 
Like, how likely am I to watch it again? And how, like, much of would I be, like, in a hurry to watch it again? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, do I instantly, do I finish that film and be like, oh, fuck yeah, I can't wait to, like, sit down and see that again or show it to someone see, else? Starman is actually the only movie that we did for John Carpenter that I ended up watching twice. Yeah. Mainly, not through, like, because I loved it so much. I mean, I do really like the movie. Mm-hmm. But because I think it was out of, like, we had to reschedule the thing. And I just didn't yes, really we did. Yeah, we had to reschedule <laughs> so, that episode. So I watched it again, and I, I enjoyed it quite a lot. So Yeah, and this is this was the film that I started watching every film twice for. Mm-hmm. Because, again, I was sat back, I was watching the performance, and I was looking down and doing my thing, like, pausing, taking notes, and I was just like... Eventually, it came to a point where I was like, I was pausing almost every five minutes yeah, to take a lot, note of something a that was happening. like really fucking cool. And I was like, no, nah, you know what? I just need to sit down and experience this movie. And I'm so grateful that I did. You'd go it to is, Arizona, maybe. Yeah. Mm. Like, there's so much here. Like, Jeff Bridges and Karen Allen's performance throughout this movie is a fucking masterclass mm-hmm. for me. And while, yes, the special effects haven't aged well, and that does, and, math, and like, some of it is just a bit. A bit too creepy, verging on the, verging more on creepy as opposed to romantic when it comes to the actual relationship between the two. By the end of the film, I totally fucking buy it, and yeah, I'm good. like a hundred percent here for it, and I would want to watch it again. Yeah. This is like this to me is an ideal date movie. I'm pretty sure somebody actually reviewed it at the time said that. Yeah, like... this this would be a fucking <laughs> a fantastic date movie. Yeah, yeah. Well, my number seven is Christine, so I don't. <laughs> this is where people are going to immediately lose respect for me right Dark Star is, is number 7 for me okay why I fucking love this movie so fucking much like it's, it reminds me of it makes me feel like a kid again right when I'm watching this movie because of how shit it is right mm. and how bad the special effects it just transports me back to watching like these programs like fucking Jimmy Neutron, Doctor Who, where like the special effects weren't up to snuff, but you didn't fucking care because what was on the screen was like just like you were just watching it and just having a good fucking time. And there's so much of like the dialogue of this film reminds me of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, which is one of my favourite books I've ever read. Mm. And there's so much in the DNA of this film that is connected so tightly to stuff that I loved as a kid that I just can't help but be... Tri- and I'm, I'll admit, this is fully just nostalgia bait for me. See, this has got nothing to do with the quality of the film. Speaking of nostalgia, Go see on. if I watched this movie when I was in my really uh, pothead days? Yeah. Fucking would have been higher, to be honest. Yeah! <laughs> but, That's a know. double meaning there. Ha. <laughs> ha. Ha fucking ha. Ha! My brain is ruined, but no. <laughs> I can't remember for anything from the age of 21 to 25. But anyway. Uh, don't, you, don't attempt it, you'll hurt no, yourself. No, if you want, if you want to no, get into it, if you want to get into no, it. No, cut I that actually, out. I'm my, just joking. I'm just joking. I don't want any of this to get autobiographical. But no, Dark Star, yeah, I would have I, yeah. would, I would have put it higher if I'd watched this in my party days because I would have thought that this was one of the funniest things I've ever seen probably. Yeah, but, it's um, fucking great. It's like, the, the humour is there. Uh, that whole idea of like uh, not absurdism but like I can't remember the actual like school of thought that's discussed in the movie but it's like really like genuinely interesting to me like the philosophical points it makes the idea of like talking the bomb out of exploding yeah talking bomb is quite funny it's not only funny but it's also like it just sounds like a fucking Karen when it's going back and forth yeah but it's also like deeply terrifying 
<laughs> like, and when you think of like the implications of it, not to get too fucking like it's always sunny. <laughs> But when you think of like yeah, the, the bomb's imp- not assaulting anyone. Yeah, when you think of the imp- <laughs> because of the implication. But, <laughs> but when you the think of like the implication the of they take something that's like sole purpose is to explode and cause massive destruction and make it think and feel. Who the fuck does this? <laughs> Who the fuck thought that was a good idea? And. Again, I, I can't defend this movie as being a good movie because it's not. Like, objectively speaking, this is not a well-made film. But I I love it because of that, almost. Mm. Like, it's just so much fun to watch and to see, like, obviously the first ever theatrically released film that Carpenter ever made. And to see, like, him so I early on. Yeah. And also Dan O'Bannon seeing it's, some it's of the DNA for, from Alien uh-huh. being in there as well. yeah. yeah. Uh, from him as a writer and seeing yeah, like very clearly where some of those ideas kind of yeah, started like your, your blue collar sort of space truckers and yeah 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 your alien <laughs> and like some of the like they're just moments throughout this film that I still think of today like the moment where they're like cutting between there's like the guy sitting in the observation deck all like completely surrounded by like the depths of space and how lonely and crushing that must feel mm-hmm. and then they cut to the guys in the, in the cockpit and they're just fucking dancing away to some surfer rock and really? <laughs> having the fucking time of their life. And it's amazing. <laughs> right, I, I put Christine at my seven. Uh, I, it's, it, it's a movie that I can appreciate. Uh, I like it a lot. It's very, it's, it's, True. Rad, it's rad as fuck, you know. It uh, is rad, yeah. <laughs> How good is the music in it, though? The music's good, yeah. Fuck, I didn't mention that earlier when, we were talk- when I was talking about it from a number 12, but fuck, mm. what a soundtrack. Yeah, and the car itself was pretty fun. Yeah, it's a cool uh, villain. I mean, I, I I didn't get as annoyed by the characters as you did. Uh, yeah, yeah. I did think like I did think that the main the main kid the the evil kid the turns evil. Cunningham. Yeah, because I remember they call him Cuntingham, and that got a laugh out of me. Yeah. Well, whatever you know, he's one of these kids where you look at him and he's trying to act all big and hard and shit, shit and you're just like, doesn't somebody just slap him? Yeah, why, yeah. Does, yeah, why doesn't anyone just fucking backhand the kid? Yeah, that was so everything, man. Yeah, yeah but <laughs> child abuse is not something we, we, do, we do not condone child abuse. But to be fair, he's like unless 18, it's or, funny. To be fair, he's like eighteen or something. So oh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. So, you can slap an eighteen-year-old. It's uh, fine. Adult abuse. No, I, 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 I like this movie. I think it's pretty fun. Uh, I just like uh, it's got one of the best. Um, what do you call it? Gas station explosions on film. Oh yeah, that shit's awesome. Then the car's driving about when it's on fire and shit. Yeah, it kind of looks like Ghost Rider. Hell yeah. But when uh, fucking, what's his name, Robbie Reyes was the Ghost Rider. Oh, give me my Nick Cage Ghost Rider any day. But um, no, Christine, it's one of these movies that's just, I, I, it's one of these movies that if you just want to have a good little fun time, sit in the sofa, chill out for a bit, watch Christine. It's chill. Yeah. I say chill for a horror movie, but it's, it's, it's chill. chill for, it is chill for a horror movie, though. Fairly chill. Uh, my number six, Starman. Uh, my number six was They Live. Um, uh, again, nostalgia plays a big factor for me with They Live. I watched it when I was like a teenager, like an er- like early teens, like sort of 13, 14. Yeah. Kinda, it, was, it was around about the same time that I met you uh, that I watched They Live for the first time. Mm. And uh, <laughs> You get awakened to the world and you meet me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. So considering I was making friends with this motherfucker, uh, to see just to find out that aliens are everywhere made perfect sense. 
capitalism was wrong. Let's, let's hang out with Jacob. Yeah. <laughs> I've been disillusioned to the American dream. Jacob, where are you? Woo! <laughs> <laughs> it just was a, it's a fun movie. Mm-hmm. The ideas it put forward are... While by today's standards, it's a, it is very heavy-handed with its message... But at the time that it came out, I can imagine this would have been fucking mind-blowing. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Uh, the action scenes are all done incredibly well. I mean, it's fucking Roddy Piper, man. The guy knows how to throw and take a punch. Like, so whenever... <laughs> naturally, he's going to be, like, good in those action scenes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Obviously, the, the classic, like, one-liners that would later go on to inspire the likes of Duke Nukem. You're fucking ugly. <laughs> yeah. You, you're all right. You, her, real fucking ugly. Yeah. <laughs> like... It consistently got a laugh out of me, mm-hmm. and yeah, there's not much more I can say beyond that. Uh, Starman, I'm just going to keep it fairly short. I like road trip movies. I think they're quite fun. Road trip movies are great, uh, especially the movie Road Trip. <laughs> but um, you know, yeah, okay, uh, and Euro Trip and all that shit. Logan. Uh, Logan's a road trip movie. I only saw it once, but I remember liking it. But uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> this movie—it's just a nice movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a nice movie. This is nice. Especially coming from like a master of horror like John Carpenter to see this film, which is just, you know... Yeah, I'm pretty sure the movie that we did prior to this was Christine. Yeah. So, like, you know... <laughs> I, I just like it. It's a nice little movie and Karen Allen looks pretty hot and fucking mum jeans and yeah. pointing guns at people and it woke something in me. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what happened. I don't know how to make this real. So... <laughs> <laughs> Move to America. Woo! That's how you make it real. Hell yeah. Um, my number five is going to annoy people. Someone's watching me. Again, I completely understand why you would rank that so high and why it would be above Halloween. And I'm going to explain, uh, you know, it's not just to do with um, all the shit, you know, the, the precursors to Halloween and all yeah. that. I just really like the fucking 70s aesthetic. Oh yeah, I think this movie's great for it because you, you know her apartment's seventies as hell. She goes to that bar, that bar, yeah, that bar, the, the wood s- paneling and uh, shit. You can yeah, smell that bar. Oh yeah, uh, that shit. I, I, I mean, I don't smoke anymore, but I miss smoking in bars. You know, it just makes things so much easier. I mean, I know, I know, there's all the health benefits and all that, right? Yeah, I mean, but come on, fuck. But it also adds to the atmosphere. It does, yeah. It you does. have to admit that's one thing I miss in modern movies. Not to sound like a boomer fuck, right? But yeah, smoking. Give bars. me smoking in movies. Give me it. <laughs> yeah. Well, all you need to do is just make a period piece, and you can do that. Yeah. You just set it back when smoking in bars was a thing. I know, or just smoking in general. You don't really. Yeah. See. I saw a fucking kid coming out of. Uh, um, Ayrshire College in, uh, uh, in my town right yeah and it's like the first time I've seen somebody that looked about 20 smoking a cigarette and I, in ages right? yeah and I was like what the fuck that's it's, mad it's like it's coming back Not, no someone's but, watching me is great uh, it's just it's you know it's, yeah. it's, 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 uh, it's a nice little Hitchcock throwback and, oh yeah big Hitchcock um, vibes I don't know I just like the vibes in it the fair yeah the kids say. But, uh, uh, my number five was Assault in Precinct 13 oh hell yeah <laughs> I just I, I love the concept the action in it is great admittedly the way that the guns work in this film is just fucking wrong uh, <laughs> the silencer the silencer the, the, sh- <laughs> the shotgun that kinda slam fires kinda doesn't it's weird mm. uh, like there's a lot to pick apart with this movie but at the same time I don't fucking care 
It's entertaining. The characters are all likable. Mm-hmm. Uh, I gen- like they genuinely make me care about every single one What's of the, the main characters. Guy and the- again? is it Napoleon Jones or something? Yeah, like yeah. The the main like the the prisoner. Yeah, is yeah. Napoleon Jones. Is it Jones? I think so. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, Napoleon. He's fucking cool. Our our main hero for the film is charismatic as fuck. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's some fantastic visual gags, especially towards the end, and where they're nice. like barricaded behind the like. Help your po- local police sign oh. and like, like hiding really, behind it. It's a really sweaty movie. Like, oh yeah, it's fucking gritty. It's fucking sweaty. yeah. It's gritty. Movie. It's down to earth. It's oh. and again, even though the gunfire doesn't necessarily, there is a lot of it. Uh-huh. It still carries that weight because they make us care about quite a few of the characters, even ones that we don't, you know, see for all that long. Mm-hmm. But we see the consequences of that gunfire very early on. I mean, they kill a fucking child. And while it is, and while it is like you know, looking at it, it is fucking hilarious. It's also bit. It also yeah, gives. Out, but sorry, go yeah, on. I found out. I forgot to mention this in our escape from LA video. Go on. So the guy that shoots the kids, he is the same guy in Escape from New York that looks like Steve Buscemi. No way. Yeah. He's Franken kid. Uh-huh. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, but you know. Uh, but yeah, just overall, love that film. And again, it's as with all the rest of them. I will be watching this film again very soon. I'll probably watch someone's watching me as well. Uh, yeah. If I pick at some point, you know. Yeah, so it's moving on to... Our, we're in the top five now. Mm-hmm. Number four. Mm-hmm. What was yours? The Fog. I really like The Fog. hell. I really like The Fog. It might have just been the, the sort of time I was watching it. It was just dark as fuck. <laughs> so I'm just sitting there like, ah, yes. <laughs> but you were, in the right, you were in the um, right uh, environment and to actually, be watching I, The Fog. I had actually seen this movie prior to doing the, the show. I'd okay, this yeah. Movie, um, once or twice before that's um, something that a lot uh, of my higher picks have in common as well that I'd uh, seen them prior to the fog just has doing like, them for this the fog just has a great atmosphere to it not to, not to be too not to be on too the nose literal and, yeah but no it does it does though it's, uh, it's oh very, yeah yeah big yeah. time and um, you know there isn't too much gore but when there is it's, it's pretty, effective yeah <laughs> and the, those yeah. ghost pirate things fucking great oh yeah the design of those guys uh, so fucking cool Rob Bottin did them and all that shit. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, my number four was Big Trouble in Little China. Ooh. Again, a film that I had seen numerous times before. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got probably one of... it's. I am a sucker for good action comedy. Mm-hmm. And I do wholeheartedly agree with your criticisms of the genre. It is a tightrope walk mm-hmm. of a genre. If you go too far in either direction, it immediately fails. If you go... If you focus on the action too much, then it stops being funny. If you focus on the comedy too much, then the action immediately is shit. Yeah. Right? I think this hits the nail square in the head. It's like this perfect... like It's almost like a Saturday morning cartoon of a movie. Yeah. In terms of like how over the top the action is. It, this... like These villains would not be out of place going up against the Ninja Turtles or the Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. And I love them for it. Uh, I think the performance from Kurt, Kurt Russell is fantastic. Mm-hmm. I think... Oh, what's his name? David... The oh fuck the guy that plays Wang. I can't remember. He's in Prince of Atlantis as well. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Fuck. I oh, the I fact. I hate the fact I forget his name, but he's fantastic in this film as well. Mm-hmm. Like the just the cast overall is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And while yeah, there is certainly there are multiple criticisms that can be leveled against this film, all of which are valid. Uh, most notably, the way that it treats its female characters 
in that they just kind of don't have character. Uh, they're just sort of there in a lot of instances. She just explains things. Yeah, they're all just kind of exposition Kim, devices. Kim, Kim Cattrall, is that who it was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's just kind of there to give exposition and that's it. Yeah. But beyond, if you can overlook those those things, which admittedly I'm mostly able to do because I watched it when I was a kid, so I was kind of the perfect age for it. I just, I just yeah. It's just, it's a fun fucking movie, man. Yeah, and I just want to expand a little bit on the fog. I know it's not as good as like you know Halloween and all that shit. It's quite there's some aspects to it that aren't that great, you know. Fair, yeah. I, I, it's, just, it's it's fun. I like how you said you want to elaborate, and then you ended with it's fun. Yeah, that's all I need. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I need. Uh, man, a few words. Top three. Now our top three are very similar. Yeah, but my but top, the order is just slightly switched. Yeah, my number three might anger some people. Okay, so. We'll start with, what we'll do, right, is for this one, rather than go into each individual one and their placing, we're going to go in the top three and just explain their order. Because as you, some of you will, as some of you are a, a sort of very astute listen, listeners, or very perceptive <laughs> listeners will have noticed, uh, our top three is the Apocalypse Trilogy. Fuck yeah. Uh, however, they're both in different orders, so rather than go into each film and why they're good and then go one by one as we have been doing, I feel like it's much more better to, ex- much more interesting for yourselves and for us to rather explain the placement of the Apocalypse trilogy in terms of why we put number one, number one, why we put number two, number two. Mm. So just go through that and then talk about them overall, because in terms of theming, they're all very similar. Uh, in terms of plot lines, they all have a lot of similarities there. So the reasons each film is good are very similar. Yeah. So let's just go for, for it. So starting with, with number three, I want you to give me your order. What's your... For three, two, one, where did you put the movies? <laughs> so my number three is The Thing. Okay. And then uh, number two, Prince of Darkness. All right. Number one is In the Mouth of Madness. Okay, again, I feel like you having In the Mouth of Madness is your number one. Like, no one who, not a single one of our listeners who li- who tuned into that episode will be surprised by that, because you fucking love that movie. Oh yeah, it's fucking great. It's, uh, okay. it's probably the one Carpenter movie that I've seen, out, out with the thing. Mm-hmm. It's probably, the, and Halloween I suppose, it's probably the, the Carpenter movie I've seen the most. Fair, like, fair. So why, so why that order? Why did you put it, like, why the thing last is what I'm most curious about. So I like I hate using this word as a descriptive, right? But I okay. like I like the vibes of Prince of Darkness and In the Mouth of Madness a lot better than the thing. I think they have Okay, it it's much more suspenseful, I suppose. There's atmosphere there that doesn't necessarily I'm, happen in the thing. I mean yeah, suspense isn't the right word, I don't think there is suspense, but it's not the suspense that I like, it's just the overall feeling of it. It's just the it's uh I like uh, I I like Lovecraftian horror. I fucking love it, right? The thing is often described as Lovecraftian, and it is to a certain extent, but I don't think it has the same vibe. It's not. It's it. Cl- the thing clearly has Lovecraftian horror at its roots. Mm-hmm. However, it then expands from that and goes on. It does its own thing. Yeah, and like with with In the Mouth of Madness and Prince of Darkness, well, while the thing does have that sort of Lovecraftian element of. It's, uh, some, it's this it's unknowable a, it's a creature. It's a terror beyond, beyond comprehension. But yeah. with Prince of Darkness and In the Mouth of Madness, it's like an evil beyond all, compre- beyond all comprehension. Yes. You could make the argument that the thing isn't evil, it's just trying to survive. But with uh, Prince of Darkness True. 
and in the mouth of madness. It's, it's very, very clear. <laughs> yeah, there, there is a very clear malevolence there. Uh, which, yeah, I can see why yeah. that would make it much more interesting. And, uh, and, you know, the thing is obviously great in terms of its practical effects, and I fucking love them, and all the characters in the thing are pretty cool. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's, you know, it's, it's one of these movies where I've seen it a ton, same with Halloween, and I need to be in, like, a specific mood to watch the thing. Fair, fair. Whereas but you feel like you could put Mouth of put... Madness or Prince of Darkness on anything. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And, like, uh, you know, and uh, Prince of Darkness... Uh, it has aspects that you, that I like in horror movies when done well, such as uh, touching on um, religion on it. Yes. Right. Yeah. Uh, the Exorcist obviously does it really well, and The Omen and all these things. Uh, but a lot of movie, horror movies that touch on religion don't do it too well, in my opinion. Yeah, they kind of uh, they almost use it as a crutch. Yeah. A lot of times when religion comes up in horror movies, it's like, oh, this is spooky because it's the devil. It's yeah. like, yeah, but why, though? Like, yeah. why should I care? The Prince of Darius does it really well. It's just one of these yeah, things. Yeah, uh, yeah. It has one of the, the most ominous fucking scenes I've ever seen in a movie where... Uh, Go on. But uh, it's a guy, he's outside in the car park of the church, and uh, he's or- he's already dead, right? But the, the rest of the cast don't know that. And he's shouting up into the window at them. He's like, I have some news for you. Oh, they're the, not the going to like the, it. Yeah. The bug guy, yeah. Uh, and then he just says that they're all going to die. Then he just fucking collapses, like he falls in on himself. Yeah, and it's like, he's like, like becomes like, like yeah. cockroaches. Oh, is he imploding and shit? That shit's fucking great. That's yeah, that's <laughs> a I, phenomenal scene. If I had seen this when I was like 14, 15 I would go, "What the fuck? This is some, this is some great shit," you know? Yeah. But I only I first saw this movie during the lo- I I first saw both these movies at uh, Prince Darius and then the Mouth of Madness during lockdown. So like the fairly recent. Mm-hmm. But um, but no, and I think that affected the vibes of them as well because <laughs> it's, oh, yeah. it's lockdown. You don't know what the fuck's going on. And it was good shit. And the mouth of madness is just uh, Lovecraftian horror uh, to the core. Yeah, in its purest form. <laughs> yeah, and it's is is great. I it's, mean, I Lovecraftian mm-hmm. horror and like there's Stephen King stuff there as well. Yeah, and yeah. I like Stephen King as well. There's, so. there's even a jab at Stephen King in that film. Oh well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you know. Um, uh, and you have Sam Neill who's fucking class. Sam Neill is a fucking legend and it's just a massive love Sam Neill it's just a massive mindfuck it's one of these movies where um, I, I went into it um, not really kind of expecting that because you know Lovecraft yeah you know, yeah but I don't know to what extent it was going to be so much so that after I finished it I was like what the hell was that and then uh, I made uh, a few of my friends watch it at different times um, yeah uh, I got Freddy the Show Alice to watch it, and I got uh, Little Fat Mate Emma to watch it, and they both were like, "What the hell is this?" this and is... eventually, you got me to watch uh, it uh, for the show. Yeah, and you went. I told you to go in completely blind. <laughs> I did. <laughs> and it's, yeah, it's just a shame that the Mouth of Madness just didn't do well because I, you know. Although at the same time, I can understand why. I can understand why as well, but you know, it's, it's just right it's, to. It's just like uh, come mm-hmm. on. <laughs> so to. To kind of elaborate on that, I feel like before I elaborate on that, I want to give give my top three now mm-hmm. in the order. I have Prince of Darkness at number three, mm-hmm. In the Mouth of Madness at number two, yeah. and then The Thing at number one. Yeah, yeah. My my reasoning for this, in terms of like, in terms of the films themselves, when I, I'm thinking back to when I first watched each film, yeah, okay. I first watched The Thing many, many years ago. Yep. And I fucking adored it. 
to the point where I have made it an almost yearly tradition. I've missed out a couple here and there where every Halloween I will watch... I know it's the weird, it's a weird choice of a John Carpenter film to watch at Halloween, but I've watched... Every Halloween I will watch the thing. Yeah, I, I get... Without my, fail. I, get, I used to get... Um, whenever I found out that a flatmate of mine hadn't seen the thing, I used to get him to watch all the time as well. Yeah, yeah. And I just... I love it so much, and the reason being that much like In the Mouth of Madness and Prince of Darkness is not necessarily for the horror and the plot of it all but the characters within that story mm-hmm. the cast is phenomenal uh, Kurt Russell and and Keith David are of course standouts within it but even out with them into the rest of the cast they're all fucking great and the characters make genuinely I talk about this more when we actually talked about the thing in that episode but the characters make smart decisions throughout the film same in Prince of Darkness as well. And they get fucked up anyway. Yeah, same in Prince of Darkness because they're all... Uh, yeah, yeah, because they they're all like, you know... Postgraduate students and all that. Yeah, stuff. educated individuals. Yeah. So, and that's a that's something in horror that I love because it makes the the threat of whatever this villain happens to be all the more... Yeah. Well, threatening. Because any sloppy cunt could kill a fucking stupid teenager. You know? Yeah, and like, <laughs> I feel like... I feel like even if you take, like, say, like some of the later Friday the Thirteenth films, you take Jason out of that, they would have fucking killed themselves nine times out of ten yeah, with yeah. the stupid shit they were doing. Yeah, it just turns into Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> That's another film I'd like to cover because I fucking love that movie. Yeah. But uh, in terms of why I put the thing above the other two, mm-hmm. is that like yourself, I really enjoy Lovecraftian horror. Much, I'm much less into it than yourself. Mm. Admittedly, I know a lot less about it, but with the thing, albeit it is the, it goes off and does its own thing, but because of that, <laughs> fuck off, <laughs> but because of that, I feel like it's much more accessible if you don't necessarily know or fuck with Lovecraft. Yeah. Whereas with, I would say you'd be in the mouth of madness, especially. Yeah, I would say you'd be able to do that with Prince of Darkness. With Prince of Darkness, you probably can, yeah. Yeah. But with in the mouth of madness, even though it's my number two. It took until it took me until my second watch to really not sorry not even my second watch I think it was my third yeah because I came over um, when you were still watching because we were going to do you that. came over when I was still watching the notes taking yes. when I was still doing my second watch which we was were, the notes taking one we were going to do a, a double recording that day I think yes we were going to do whatever was prior to in the mouth of madness and then madness. And eventually, we just eventually got to a point where I was like, I need to stop taking notes and just watch this again because I've got no fucking clue what's going on. Yeah, we were going to do body bags and end the movie for madness. Yeah, because uh, I had no fucking clue what was going on, right? <laughs> and it took until literally my third watch Ooh. to be like, oh shit. Or sorry, not my third watch, my second watch, I think. Until I was like, oh shit, no wait, this is actually like, this is okay, I get it now. I get what the film is trying to do and I'm here for it and I love it to bits. Mm. It's, it's why it's number two. But the fact that that second watch was required and then a third one <laughs> after that, that's what marks it down quite significantly for me. Yeah, that's because fair. the only reason I watched it a second time was because we had to talk about it. Mm-hmm. See if it wasn't for us doing this show. Yeah. I probably would have just been like, oh no, fuck this movie. And I, I never would have watched it again yeah. unless you'd come around and been like, oh no, we're putting this movie on, you're watching it again, you're going to fucking appreciate it, god damn it. But <laughs> he's not that aggressive. That was just comedic purposes. I mean, I'm barred from a pub, so... 
That was from the that was from the degenerate <laughs> days. We don't talk about those anymore. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's kind of why that's kind of slightly down there. And Prince of Darkness, while you can watch it on its own, I just feel like it doesn't really. The characters aren't as standout for me as they are in the thing. Yeah, I, I will. I will concede to that. And the music, the music in Prince of Darkness was fucking. The music in Prince of Darkness is fucking awesome, and like the, the overall jobs and all that shit. Yeah. Father. Yeah, yeah. Like the, like the overall film. I still think it is one of my. It's still one of my favorite films from this list. It's why it's in the top three. But ultimately, I just feel like based entirely on the first watch through, the thing just takes it be above and beyond what any other mm. film could. Like it's so much further in front of of the rest of the films in terms of that initial experience of mm. watching it. And yeah, I just I can't help but but love it mm. as much as yeah. I do. Yeah, that's completely valid, and you know I like the thing as well. I will say, um, out of all John Carpenter's horror movies, the actual release of Alive, because you know you could make this argument for someone's watching me. Yes, I think that um, Prince of Darkness is probably his most underrated horror movie, right? Because you always hear people talk about the fog, you know. See. I would I would argue Mouth of Madness is most no, underrated no, no, because no. I bet I never heard of that film See, up I, until I, now. I wouldn't. Because, I had heard of Prince of uh, Darkness. I wouldn't because in the Mouth of Madness, I I I I heard of it, but it's only been in the past like five ten years. Mm-hmm. It's grown like a massive like cult following. Okay, I Prince wasn't of, aware of that. Prince of Darkness hasn't yet. There's a, there's a lot of people who are like oh, yeah, Prince of Darkness is fucking sweet. You know, you need to watch. That it shit. really is. Yeah. Uh, there's like, also uh, the, there's also the running joke that we had that the the professor in Prince of Darkness is genuinely just Egg Shen on his holiday after but after big trouble. And afterwards, he just moves to uh, perfection. After he moves to perfection, Nevada. Uh, yeah, then he moves to perfection and gets killed by a fucking tremor. So, they're not called tremors. I know, I know, but I, couldn't, I can't they're, remember what they're called right now. Graboids, man. Graboids, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> then he gets killed by a fucking graboid. <laughs> yeah. The desert heat made him dumb. <laughs> but, you know. He's not dumb, he's a astute businessman who gets eaten by a fucking worm. <laughs> <laughs> tremors is a good movie. It's a great movie. <laughs> I fucking love Tremors. Yeah, but, um, the but, sequels are a bit. Huh? But, sequels, okay. But second one's okay the fourth one's fucking class okay the wild west one I haven't seen that one oh it's fucking good but uh Prince of Darkness I fucking love it Mouth of Madness fucking love it the thing I fucking love it but you know I yeah. I, I will say though that uh, those three uh, any given day you know see I would it could change it's just today I don't think my number one spot would ever change mm. like the, I just it you, know was, what? you know what, same. Yeah. My number one is just going to stay in the mouth of madness. Uh, Prince of Darkness and The Thing could probably interchange on any given day. But like For me, In the Mouth of Madness and Prince of Darkness could change, mm. depending on, again, because of that like first watch-through idea of like how much the film really explains itself. Mm-hmm. But, like... Fucking... It's the fucking thing, man! It's the fucking thing. It has been parodied all over the place. Like... It, even if you're a non-horror fan, there's something to in the thing to enjoy. Sure, you might get turned off by like the gore or the special effects. I'll admit that is a big fucking hurdle for folk if you're not into horror necessarily. I remember uh, watching a thing once. I was really young, trying yeah. a fucking um, oh, what are they called 
I don't know if they get these in America or the rest of Europe. Go on. Those crispy pancakes, those Findus crispy pancakes, you know. Oh yeah, with like the cheese and uh, ham inside so and stuff trying, like that. And you know, the cheese is very stringy, you know. Oh no. And then the guy's head's coming off when he's on the fucking And you're clear, looking at this thing and, and just like, sitting oh, there, I'm fuck. like, ha! <laughs> <laughs> but no, I watched the thing, an alien, for the first time around about the similar time. That's cool. <laughs> mainly because... Um, that's a pretty cool double bill. Mainly because I remember um, buying... Oh no, that's a fucking excellent double bill. It wasn't Fuck, I'm doing that in Halloween. I mean, it wasn't the same day, but it was around about... The, I know, but can you imagine uh, doing that as a double bill in Halloween? Yeah. But it was... That'd it be was, fucking great. It was like, I bought the Alien Quadrilogy box set. And nice. then I remember watching Alien in the living room. <laughs> and I, I, it was my mum of all people who was like, have you seen the thing? It's pretty good. <laughs> so I was like, oh... I'll buy that. <laughs> Saw it in uh, Tesco's or something. That wasn't it, your mum. That was my mum. Holy fuck. My mum's seen Alien as well, so. That's cool. She likes The Omen, so. My mum loves The Omen. Mm, it's a good movie. Ah, uh, that wasn't too keen. It's all for you. Yeah, I couldn't stop, I couldn't stop fucking. for you. I couldn't stop fucking laughing at that. <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing when fucking Doctor Who got impaled, so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, you know. But whatever, <laughs> but whatever yeah. But. No, that's 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 our job. That's our rankings, rankings, yeah. If, if you don't like it, fuck off. But uh, <laughs> or <laughs> don't be so abrasive. No, it's all a matter of opinion and all these things. You know, everybody's yeah. everybody's got a right to what they like and all that. Different shit. strokes for different folks. Yeah. Uh-huh. Which is what they said when my grandfather was admitted to the hospital. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually we'll make an email address so you can fucking send us hate mail. But, um, you know, <laughs> that's his finally finished John Carpenter. Uh, so, our, so what's our next episode going to be, Jacob? So for the next month, we're going to be taking a break from uh, looking at, um, you know... Uh, individual directors. Yeah, or, we're even just a, go- or even a franchise, we're not going to do Yeah, that. we're, we're going to do a little gra- bit of a grab bag yeah. over the next month where we're going to do just four uh, standalone movies... They aren't a part of any franchise. That we're not going to be doing any specific theme. It's just four standalone movies that we happen to quite enjoy or think would be interesting to yeah. talk about. We're not going to tell you them all right now, but we'll tell you what the first one will be. <laughs> okay, so what are we looking at next week, my friend? Uh, how about Motel Hell? Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. So what, a movie I've never seen. <laughs> Me neither. So there you go. It should be interesting. <laughs> so yeah, so join us next week when we take a look at Motel Hell. I'll say though, we do have oh. some big plans in the works. Yes, for, for yes. after this month of random shit, we have some things that are going to be happening. Mm-hmm. God save our souls. Yeah, one of them's going to take us up to about a year, <laughs> possibly more than that. Wow! <laughs> well, thanks again for listening, and we'll see you again next week for Motel Hell. Well, yeah, have fun, guys.